0: This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC, sheltering in place with my good friend and also Halo Academy graduate, Adam Zaitsoff. How are we doing, baby? Good, buddy. How are you doing, Pete? Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, you know, you and I have known each other for a long time. Um, you know, you've, you've made a pivot into the digital side. You want to give your background and uh, some of the things that we worked
1: on that we didn't expect to have to work on because of COVID and you know, yeah. work in the future. Yeah, yeah. So I've been, uh, geez, I've been, I've I've actually started out in the digital side, in the technology side. uh, Got out of uh, college and really started uh, as in the computer software systems integration space and left after six months and started my first company. I was a 22 year old kid and a business partner that I had met at this company. We decided, heck, you know, the year was 1995. We, uh, I had a dog, and I figured let's try a new let's try a new business. Worst case, me and the dog will move home, and uh, no harm, no foul. But uh, started a business in the uh, video conferencing and audiovisual space, and so uh, really started in high tech. 22 year old kid. And uh, we started this company. It was out in Long Island, in New York, in your in your neck of the woods, and, mm-hmm. uh, out, and out in out in Shore, New York, and, and and just got lucky, and really uh, signed on with a couple of leading manufacturers of video conferencing equipment, and and built a business up. There was two of us, and a little rent, the thousand square feet we rented and we grew a nice business and 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 fast forward nine years later we had a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck but um, had a company with 130 employees nine offices doing about you know 40 million in revenue and um, really grew a cool company and, and learned a ton from it but uh, it, it brought me in technology was where I started and and, uh, and you know we can talk about how I ended up in fitness and pivoted but it's good to be back in this space and 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 back in the tech side of things and in the fitness industry but uh, always had a love for tech and what it can do and how it can transform businesses and uh, nothing is transforming to fitness these days more than technology.
0: Yeah. So look, we, uh, we, we spent a lot of time working with you when you were uh, CEO of Gold's, you know, and then you just pivoted to uh, take this job as CEO of Intellivideo, you know, how important do you think it is from your standpoint to have, you know, run clubs from a corporate standpoint, run clubs from a franchise or franchisee standpoint, you know, to put you in a position, you know, where you understand firsthand, okay, here's all the frustrations, I got to solve this. That technology is supposed
1: to be a tool, not just, you know, a bell and whistle. So how how do you talk about that? Yeah, you know, when I actually, when I pivoted into the out of, out of the vendor technology side into the more operational technology side, I took on the CIO role and head of uh, global brand innovation at Golds. And that's what brought me there. And so I, I first started by coming from the vendor side and spending about 12 years as a technology vendor in fitness, seeing what different other, other different operators were doing and how technology was transforming their business. So for me, the first step was going from vendor into the club operating side of Golds and really applying what I had learned from so many other operators in so many areas and fitness and help transforming that business. But then coming out of five years of basically being on the operations side, I think you learn firsthand and you sometimes forget from a technology standpoint, uh, you've got to, you can't develop inside a bubble. You can't create products inside a bubble and you need to have experience. You've got to been behind the front desk and check people in and walk the floor and, 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 and been on the, where the personal trainers are when they're trying to Get a, wrap up one session with the client will be to another. What does that look like, and how fast paced really is it? And you don't you don't understand that from a technologist unless you've experienced it. And I think it certainly helps. It also helps understanding the business side of what makes it frustrating for club operators. What is hurting their business? What is helping it? And where's where's the pain lies? Especially after what we've gone through as an industry the last you know nine months or so.
0: So you know when you think about where Peloton was, you know pre COVID. And, you know, there's been an influx, obviously, of, uh, you know, waking some of the sleeping giants, which I would argue, you know, are the big franchisors and the, the, the corporate clubs and the, and the fitness studios who, you know, technically own this relationship with a member, but never really had the requirement to go digital. It was kind of a, a nice to have, not a need to have. And, you know, I think a lot of clubs, when we're going over this in the Halo Academy, you know, when they say, hey, where is the competition? You know, it's like we were busy making money. You know, right. running some more business, which was, you know, not now kind of, you know, from Peloton' standpoint, it's probably a blessing and a curse. Kind of wake up everyone. Um, but talk a little bit about, you know, once you bring on a platform like Intellivideo, um you know, it, it becomes an integral part of your business. It's not like, hey, outsource this. You know, we have a digital. Offering, How do you see this evolving into being like a fully integrated or omni-channel approach to helping members get results?
1: Yeah, you know, I think, I think the first and foremost, I think every fitness operator I've talked to back when I was at Gold's and we were just working together to help us get through this as, as an industry and now in televideo, I think they've all realized right away that it's not going to go back to normal, number one. Meaning even when we get the vaccine, everyone's got it, we're all healthy, we can travel like we used to, throw the masks away, all that fun stuff. The world has forever changed. And if you look at all different types of brands, all different types of industries, um, I think COVID has... Helped everyone realize that, you know, the industries are never dark, right? People expect their brands to be on 24 seven, no matter what industry, you know, you can get I can, if I, I could click a button and have 16 different items delivered to me here at our office in Denver, where I am today in, in 15 minutes, that probably a year ago, I couldn't get delivered. But now that that world has pivoted and changed and fitness has pivoted and changed and people expect, consumers expect the brand to never be dark. They expect to be able to work out and exercise with their brand whenever they want to. And that has changed. And and, I, and it's good to hear that at least operators are seeing that, you know, look, I know my members will come back. They will come back and they'll be in the clubs a couple days a week or in my studio a couple days a week, but. They will work out at home once or twice a week. It just become part of their normal. And I would say that if you're going to make this work and if this is going to be something you're going to deploy, you have to give this the same level of uh, attention and uh, as you would your normal, your regular in-club business, right? This has to be critical to your business, just like managing your team in in the club, your personal trainers, managing their sessions, managing your front desk staff, you're out in the community marketing. The same way you treat that as a club operator, you need to start treating your digital and deploy this with that same level of thought and that same level of urgency because it's going to be there and it will help differentiate you because you own the hyper-local relationship with that member. Peloton does not. And Mirror does not. They have a great products and cool brands. And I, I love what they're doing for recognition for the industry. And as a technologist, I, I love it. Um, I won't stoop I won't get stooped to getting one yet, but I, I love what they're doing. Um, but let me tell you, you as a club operator, you own that hyper-local relationship. And the member that came into your club they trusted you with that emotional fitness journey and that emotional decision they made to come in there and change their lives. And so why shouldn't they trust you when they're not in the club with that same emotional decision, the same workouts, the same things they want to do. And that's where club operators have the leg up. And that's where putting a platform like Intellivideo in there and giving it that same level of priority every day will help the help clubs win for the long term. So, you
0: know, when you take a look at like live versus having an archived library of quality content. I like yesterday, not bragging, but I figured I'd just tell you a quick story. Sure. So I took my 18th spin class with uh, Connor that's called Just Say Yes on my cycle bike, you know, and it's not live. Um, it's on my time. And, uh, you know, I like the music. I like the instructor, this and that. So do you see clubs kind of understanding, okay, I need like a live component as a portion of what I'm doing, but, you know, 90% of people that take a Peloton class, which I've mm-hmm. found is a striking metric, you know, are, are pulling it from the library. So even just having like a, a, a five-star, you know, library, you know, is also equally important as, you know, being able to have the functionality to
1: run live classes. So I want to get your take on that. Yeah, I think people do. And that's the beauty of, of a virtual environment going hybrid is that they can get in, To your club on your schedule, meaning your club schedule when you're offering classes, but once or twice a week, they can get their exercise in on their own schedule. And so I would, I would certainly say that video on demand, a quality video on demand library that's thoughtfully put together. And that's one of the things we do here. We actually have a team at Televideo who all they do is content strategy. They'll sit with clubs and go over their strategy with them. What kind of video on demand, what kind of categories, what is the demographic of your club and your members? And what are they looking for both in the club and at home? And how can you not just duplicate it, but also complement it? and do some different things at home too. And what's that refresh schedule look like for content? So that's really important. So video on demand library, absolutely critical. Uh, I think at least 70%, 60 to 70% of that content should be your own people. It should be someone that I could bump into in the club who's also running a class, but that doesn't mean to say that 20, 30, 35% of it could be really high quality third-party content that you can't maybe get everywhere uh, and, and get a nice mixture of that. But at the same time, to your point, people like a live event. They like to be able to say, you know, maybe once or twice a month, I'm going to jump in on this live class. It's a cool event. I know that a couple hundred other members of the club do it. It's a real camaraderie thing. We can all compare times, and, and mm. that's important. And also remember, live events become some of your best recorded content. So people are recording their live events all the time, and they become part of your video on demand library. And it's a cool experience, just like you've done that 18th class. Um, and it was live at one point, and now it's recorded, and it's, it's great content to keep in the archives. Yeah, do you see from from the data so far that clubs are adding
0: digital only members in their in their community because obviously you and i've been in the industry a long time mm-hmm. there's always a fear of you know being a, a deconditioned and i'm walking into a club and i think you know the only thing i know about health clubs is that somebody once told me it's like buying a used car you know mm-hmm. and like i don't want to go on the lot because i don't know what i'm actually gonna be sold, and I, they're gonna confuse me. And sure. next thing you know, I lose my credit card, and you know I'm in an ether. So, do you see this as potentially being like a nice way to, you know, say, hey, look, here's a ten dollar gift card, and you know, the promotion vault or something, and like here's like two weeks on our digital platform. You know, just get comfortable with what's going on here. This isn't intimidating. And then, you know, coming to the club in two weeks after you take a couple of workouts, or how, how do you see someone maybe the
1: the entry or lead gen kind of dovetailing with the digital. Yeah, I think that's one of the most underrated parts or unrealized parts of what uh, going hybrid can do. It becomes a real strong legion. I mean, it it is another membership type. So almost every club has a joint online these days. You can pick the good, better, best of their in-club memberships. But you should be also offering your virtual only memberships right now online and promoting them. And they will drive number one, more revenues than you realize. But number two, to your point, they are absolutely a legion. You You give them a gift card, you give them a couple weeks, you charge them a few dollars to be on there, and they may Right for now, because they're more comfortable, they may stay on it for a couple of months. But because they're engaged and they're working out with your people just virtually, they are going to be a much higher quality lead, and there's a very strong chance they're just going to convert to a full in club and and digital hybrid membership after they're comfortable because it's the same people and they've already trusted you with that fitness journey that they're on just in, a, in starting out at home.
0: So in, inside of each one of these clubs that you've greenlighted, you know, over the past several months, who is the, the champion internally? Is it the fitness director? Is it a new position, head of digital? What, what have some people done to say, okay, here's who's gonna basically oversee the Intellivideo
1: relationship? Yeah, I mean, it depends on, on the type of, we've got very large enterprise customers with hundreds of locations, and we've got your independent operators with one, two, three, five, ten 10 locations, which is a great sweet spot for us and really something that we do really well because of all the services we provide them. But they, it usually starts at the independent operator level with the owner, and usually the head of group X or Group or, or fitness, who realize that they've got to provide this service to the members when they're not in the club. And, and so they usually start to champion it. And then I, I think one the one thing we recommend is it doesn't matter who it is, just make sure someone owns it. If it's your head of fitness, that's great. A lot of times we see the head of marketing because you're marketing a new service and they're, they're the ones managing, bringing fitness in to help with the programming, bringing the teams in. Just make sure someone does own it. On it, whether it's marketing, fitness, ownership, because like I said earlier, it is a critical part of your business. But we're, we're seeing those kind of two key titles right now are really focusing on deploying this and then maintaining it.
0: So if um, if I said, okay, Adam, you know, I got 10,000 members, you know, what's a realistic percentage within the next six months after we, you know, put this up there? Like, well, what's realistic on percentage of members that you think are going to engage with the digital
1: yeah i think it's going to be obviously it's going to be skewed right now but if you normalize that and look at this if we look at something to say hey if you can ramp yourself to 20 percent adoption and 20 percent of your members do that and then and, and we look at that from a couple of things number one we know that numbers of group x inside the club are in that range people who adopt that it's a great right. retention tool so if we look at and we look at 20 percent to say that's that's a key focus get yourself there within that first six months or so six to nine months market it internally. And remember, most of the time, except for the lead gen piece we talked about, you're you're marketing to an existing customer. You want them to engage. You want them to either upsell to a bundled membership that includes this or spend the extra 5 or $8 a month to add digital to their existing membership. So it's a different kind of marketing approach, which we we have a team that will support your team to help them market to your existing members to add a service. But within, if you can get within six or nine months, that 20%, right, they're engaged, they're using it. It's going to make a dramatic impact, not just to um, your bottom line. Yes, of course, but just to your retention and to everything else that you're focusing on and engagement as we come out of this pandemic. Yeah.
0: So, you know, when you look at um, deploying this and you say, okay, I've got five rock star instructors that I want to get on the system. Can you just give a little bit of high level, how those people get compensated? Do you usually, I'm sure some are getting paid on a Uh, You know, okay, you 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 cut the video. We pay you one-time fee. We get a waiver that they sign and releases it, or they get a percentage of usage. Uh, I've seen a lot of different things deployed. So, what what, what's your recommendation, or how do you how do you help
1: that, or not create too much issues when you know as you launch this? Sure. Yeah. I think the first thing, and I'll I'll get to that in one second. The first thing you pick your talent, your rock star trainers, for example, and I think you know this because you do a lot of digital workouts, Pete, but coaching to a group of 25 people in a room is completely different than coaching to the camera. So the first thing we do is we've got some training materials and we will help you train your team, how to coach to the camera, how to engage, how to talk. You don't get feedback when you're coaching to the camera. So all the things that you need to make sure they can really coach to the camera and it doesn't come off like they're reading a script and they can engage the party on the other side. even if it's recorded. So that's first and foremost. But then what we see mostly is people are paying their their staff and their team either per video they record or or for a day of recording. So they're coming up with a per video fee and they're signing the release and saying that, you know, listen, I'm letting you use my image. I don't own any of this content. I'm doing it in return for this fee per video or um, a lot of stuff that I've seen is also just a per diem. They're coming in per diem Mm. and they're recording what they can for a couple of days in a row and they get paid similar concept release they don't know on the content and now they're, but now they're out there helping to represent the brand. Yeah.
0: So, you know, ideally once everyone's back in the club and uh, you know, you made a good point of, you know, this 20% marker, I think the maximum of clubs that I've seen on traffic has been 25% of the check-ins are going to a group exercise class. Mm-hmm. I think no matter how much you push personal training, it's always usually 10% of the members are doing personal training. It's not really much more than that. Do you see, going forward, obviously right now, the, the goal is, let me just get a digital footprint and then let me figure out like how I'm going to integrate this in. But do you see in the future, a personal trainer or like a prescription that says, Hey, I want you to, you, know, you want to lose 25 pounds. Okay. Here's a 10 week program. I want you to do two, two days, personal training on EFT. Maybe I want to do, I want you to do, um, these group, these two ex- group exercise classes in the club, and I want you to do these two workouts, you know, on on the digital. Do you kind of see like that's where we'll probably get to? I'm assuming we're not there yet because there's not right. stability in the in the in the
1: in the routine. But do you, you kind of see that's where we're potentially headed? I think so. I think any club that wants to deliver results and doesn't just want to build for membership—if you're there to deliver results. And- change people's fitness lives. That's exactly what you should be doing. And that's what, when we launched the Gold's AMP product back in 17 at Gold's gym, we, within a year, we realized that it's not, it's certainly not a competition in any way to personal training and are the best trainers who had the best results, who had the best retention of members, uh, paying them every week to be there two or three times a week. We're also prescribing a, a one or two AMP workouts a week digitally. And their, 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 tra- their, clients were doing it and it was rounding out their routine. And then not every, not all of it was heavy duty. Some of it might've just been a light jog or recovery treadmill workout or something of that nature, but they were prescribing that. And what they found is not only did that customer stay a personal training client longer, which is important for independent operators, they stayed a member longer because they were just more engaged with the brand, period. Anyway, you can get your... Your, your member to be engaged with your brand and I, is, is obviously a win. And I think that's going to be one of the things that people as club operators over the next couple of years will see the digital platforms doing for them is it will of course get them engaged, working out. It'll help them on their fitness journey. It will keep the members longer, but it's just another way they can engage and another way they can communicate with them other than just sending a push notification once or twice a month through the app or an email blast and things like that. And so all those things come together, but I think prescribing digital conjunction with in-person for personal training in conjunction with some in-person classes is going to be the norm. So, you know, when you talk about your contract and the way you guys
0: work, you know, you wake up every day as clients onboard more members and there's more usage that's more beneficial to your company. Most SaaS related programs that are out there, like if I do a, if I get a salesforce.com, you know, subscription (laughs) CRM, like they get paid you know, based on whatever the monthly contractual software licensing fee is, and they could care if I use it or not, right? They obviously don't want me to use it because I'm going to cancel it. But, you know, talk about like this, like how a white label, you know, SaaS that has a member component kind of aligns you almost as if you're like a franchisor or franchisee and you're on like a 6% royalty deal. So like you're as a franchisor, I'm in it to, to to win it only if I can make you win. So talk about how that works. So I think people sometimes get caught in like, how much does this cost me versus right. like, how much revenue do I get, do we create? And how much do we share of what we've created
1: versus thinking about it as like a fixed cost? Yeah, I think we always tell customers, this should not, you should not consider this a cost center. We, we look at this no matter how you want to monetize it. This is a monetization opportunity. If that monetization is just, bundling it with your upper tier membership and you increase the take on that membership by 10% as a result, you've monetized this platform. Or if it's just, hey, it's instead of, for our base members, if it's another five or $8 more a month and you're making great margin on that, but they're also staying longer. And we saw saw LTVs, we have clients with LTVs are 20 plus percent more with uh, the customer has digital and in club than those that just have in club it's a huge difference so it's really important to do that uh, and, and to monetize that but for us we we come in as a partner and that's why we're different because we don't just provide you the technology platform and and tell you how to use it and then walk away and say if you have a tech support question call us we have two other teams that work with you. And to your point, you're only, we're only successful if you are. So we have our marketing success team that will actually teach clubs how to market this. How do you engage members? How do you get them to try the digital? And then once they're on, how do you walk them through journeys and keep them engaged and keep communicating with them? And how do we how do we look at those metrics? And how do we see if what's working? And how do we tweak what's not working? And the same with the content strategy. Our content strategy team will make sure they're delivering the right content, whether it's video on demand, whether it's a live streaming, and we'll make sure that they can actually take what's the best of in-club, deliver it out of club and also add some things that are complementary to that. And, and, and we do those things and we don't charge extra for those. We do those things because we know we can help you get to that 15, 20%. And, and if you get any higher than that, then it's a really great relationship. You as a club operator are making a lot of money. Your members are engaged and they're staying longer. And we as your partner are making a profit because we're all in business to make a profit. Uh, and, and it's a really good value-based partnership. So that's why we decided we're not just going to deliver a platform and train you how to use it and wish you good luck. We're actually going to take an active role in not only deploying it, but how you operate it every week. Right. So
0: when you think about, you know, if the if the pandemic happened in 2025, um, I would argue that Peloton probably and Apple Plus probably would have been like light years ahead and it would have been much harder to catch up. Could you just speak for a minute about the potential clients or current clients understanding, like every time there's a new Platform launch, or there's a new piece of hardware, there's Android, or there's like PCI compliance, or you know any kind of rules and regulations. Like you guys are, you know, there's a lot to be done here as a technology company. And there's it's a continuously you know wet painting. So you know, just give a little insight on that because you're basically saying, hey, look, I'm gonna I'm letting you compete against you know a thirty billion dollar market cap company um, of, of Peloton or you know. 160 billion of zoom and you're going to pay
1: X dollars per member per month, but there's a lot going on behind the back you with know, the curtain here. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. And and when you outsource any technology platform, whether it's a televideo, your point of sale system, your CRM system, your your promotional and engagement type systems, you rely on that partner to do the heavy lifting. And that's what we do. We do the heavy lifting. And we keep up with all the standards. We keep up with the latest engagement and community features. We keep up with all the compliance issues. We 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 focus on on you know the uh, the payment processing and making sure it's secure through our partners and things of that nature. And I think health club operators are amazing fitness people. They're amazing community people and engaging people the marketing but they don't some, they don't want to focus on the technology they don't want the technology to bog them down they don't want the maintenance of that technology to bog them down but we all know the difference and the secret sauce Even with the white-label platform is what you put in it. It's the content. It's what they record. It's how they deliver it. It's how they engage with their customers. And that's where they can make a difference with the partnership with someone like us. And we'll make a difference by making sure the technology is to the latest standards, the latest mobile apps, the latest rules for all the Apple stores and Android stores and Roku and Amazon Fire and all the – every day there's a new rule and a new – Revenue split and our team stays on top of that, and we make sure that that's seamless, so that the customer and club operators can just run their business, drive great content, and engage with their members. That's great. So you guys are going to complete
0: the next growth equity raise here, probably in in, in Q1. Um, you know, any uh, any parting uh, quotes or wisdom for our uh, health club operators who are inevitably uh, going to spend the next couple of months? You know,
1: hopefully mm-hmm. turning the corner here. Yeah. I mean, listen, we, we, we've all been there. It's um, We've lived a, 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 about a hundred lives in the last nine months, all of us, everyone in this industry. And I think I, I think the only positive that's coming out of this is it has put such a positive light on what living a healthy and active lifestyle, whatever that means to you, whether that just means going from the couch to the gym three days a week and you were doing nothing before, but it has put such a spotlight on that. I think our industry, especially in the brick and mortar club operators who realize that it's both in club and digital is the future. I think it's so bright. I think we just got to get these next few months, we have such a great opportunity to help people. And I know like you guys, you're in the industry because you love this space and you love to help people, whether it's clubs, consulting, investment banking, everything that you do, same with health club operators. and, And we get to help people. And the technologists get to help those people help them as well and build their memberships and help them live a healthy and active lifestyle. So I think the future is certainly really bright. And I think we get through these next couple of quarters and this industry is going to boom. And we're going to see a huge resurgence for the long term. And I think that everyone just needs to hang on tight because we're about to get there.
0: Awesome. All right, man. Well, it's great to uh, to see you back with your uh, full technology Hat and head of hair, uh, yeah. to you and, and you without yours, my friend. You yeah, it's yours. okay, we're on audio, so it's no big deal. We have no sponsors, so it's fine. I, I don't have to, you know, back and call anybody. But, <laughs> all right, man, on three halo, bro. Let's just put our hands in again, remember? One, Absolutely. two, three, halo. Yeah. Hey. All right, Thanks. man, good luck with everything. I look forward to working with you here and, uh, yeah. um, you know, definitely making a difference. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that everyone in the industry understands that this is not a band aid, this is a mm-hmm you know, mission critical part of the business going forward. And I think we all got got a wake-up call and let's let's take the call and turn it to action. Amen, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Amen. Right, Talk mm-hmm. to you soon. As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, wanna offer you a free ten dollar instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time, go to halotalks.com, put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.